Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Hello, geeks. I'm Ron Stevens. Welcome to another episode of Extremely Geeked Out, your central hub of all things geeky, all things comic books. So today I have the electrifying, the iconic Kyle Jones with me today. Kyle, what's going on, man? How you been? Doing quite well. I've got my hardware all set up, (laughs) took them all out of the shadow cabinet and, you know, just am ready to talk all things into the syndicate of blood syndicate milestone i can't wait (laughs) ready to take this thing off like a rocket oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) yes indeed all righty i'm not going to be a zombie sitting around here or even heroes i'm just waiting on you my friend (laughs) well well i have to say i'm very excited about this um particular topic here uh because mostly because i'm you know me i'm more of a marvel guy um, centrally, more specifically, a Spider-Man guy, kind of guy, and uh, but trying to spread my horizon out now, reading a little bit more, um, I you know indie stuff, more DC stuff now too, and more particularly, we're, what we've been going to talking about is Milestone Comics returning to DC, um, and starting off with uh, Static and icon and rocket that has recently come out uh static just re- just dropped a second issue issue one of icon and rocket came out uh, this past wednesday kyle you read the original milestone comics right yes yes indeed yeah i was there in the early 90s reading comics and yes i jumped at milestone yeah and i'm pretty sure you were jumping up in, in excitement hearing about that uh, they were coming back with a relaunch. Yes, I've been hearing, you know, every, seemed like every five, ten years, there was this rumbling that, oh, DC Milestone, they're thinking about bringing it back. DC Milestone. They're, and it never came to fruition in the way that it seems like it's coming to fruition now. Mm. So, yes, very excited. Oh, man, yeah. Um, so, how do you, I guess, we're, I guess we're, Overall, three issues in with milestones, um, two issues with static, and of course the first one in. Uh, what? How do you feel about it now? Like, how do you compare it to um, the original milestone comics? Mm. So, if you don't mind, let me go back because the best way I can describe milestone, I kind of have to give an idea. And to answer your question, because you know me, I'm wordy, oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. can't just say things. You know. You know, I, I, I'm overly wordy sometimes, but the best way that I can answer your question is to kind of tell you how I felt first reading Milestone. You're on a narrow path and, and you just want to stick to it. I get it, man. Go for it. <laughs> no, 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 because you ask a very good question, yeah. but the best way I know how to answer it is to kind of give you an idea of what made Milestone so big for me. And... Back back during the time, so if you, you to kind of set the stage here, it's 
you know, you know, in a way, I kind of feel weird being a white dude sitting here telling you, oh, well, in 1992, 1991, Milestone meant so much to me because, you know, the way Milestone was originally branded, a lot of people assumed, well, unless you're black, unless you're African-American, you're not going to appreciate these comics. Well, for me, I loved the fact that I could pick up a comic and I had people that I was around pretty much 24-7 that I was trying to get into comics and they're seeing these comics and yes, there's Storm, yes, there's Black Lightning, yes, there's this character, that character. John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. John Stewart. But, but if I'm having to sit here and think of all the characters that were not white Mm -hmm. in the early 90s, that's kind of hard to do. Mm -hmm. So the people that I'm trying to get interested in comics are not white. So it, it gave me another cool way to introduce comics to people that I knew because I was seeing comics who looked like the people that I knew. Does that make sense? No, I get that. I totally get that. It's nice to have a character or a character you you admire that you can have some kind of relations to. And, right, exactly. And Milestone and I gave love you that. the fa- and I love the fact the way that they painted Virgil's friendships with the people that he went to school with mm-hmm. because they weren't just black or they weren't just white or etc. and so forth. I love that because that represented me and the people that I was around, and I absolutely loved it. So that's the long story. But as far as Milestone, the characters, I loved them because they were different. They were not Spider-Man. They were not um, what you had seen before. They were something different. They had a different feel, even down to the printing process, had a different feel of the paper and look on the paper, and this was before the glossy whatever of the mid-90s when everything started getting computerized, and it was different. It was attitude. It was not attitude, but it was just fresh, and that's the best way I could say. It was just something different that was unique, and I loved it. Yeah. You know, I'm. you touched it on about how Marvel and DC had, these other, had people of color, but I guess the better lack of word, there was not that much of, I guess, authenticity of these characters. Basically, on their, their far as like their life goes, is that it's always central focused on other white people. Like they are just the one only only one person of color in that book. And but you know, it's you know that story may be about them, but you know they're hanging out with you know. John Stewart's hanging out with Hal Jordan and Guy Goner and so on and so forth. Mostly people are being white. Um, Rhodey, mm-hmm. whose best friend, is also white. Tony Tony Stark. Um, I think and they were always secondary characters. Secondary, if you really characters. think about yeah, it. Yeah, and it really were just secondary characters. Um, Milestone gives you characters who are the lead, who are you know they give you the lead role, who have. A, a life with people who are of other colors other than just white people. Yes. And it's, yes. there's some level of authenticity that I liked about, about it. 
from based on what I'm reading, of course, I didn't get the chance to read the original Milestone comics, but I heard about them, never got the chance to, but when I heard that they were coming back, it's like, this is my chance to get an idea of what it could have been like. And if there are anything well, like they were back well, let then. Let me just tell you. Let me tell you this, and, and, and I think that's where you were going, but you read Static Number 1, right? Yes. You read Static Number 1, just re-envisioned. Wow, okay, okay, all right. You, you, you it was, that was the story of Static Number 1, re-envisioned for a new generation with a new style, new, you know, with tools that are available today. Wow. Because... After we talked earlier this afternoon and decided we were going to record this, mm -hmm. and I read Static Number One and Number Two, the new version, I went back and read Static Number One from you know the early '90s. And yes, the beats were a little bit different, but the story, the heart, was the exact same. So you did read truly Static Number One, in my opinion. That's awesome, and all that makes me even feel more better about the series a little bit because there I found. Some elements from the series, the animated series that came up back in the day in this new book right here. So I, I thought that's actually kind of cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I love this book. I love Static. I, I'm thinking I'm going to add this on, onto my pull list. Um, yeah, it, the, the art on it was amazing. Um, also, I mean, I, already, I, I don't know if you saw the, the back and forth I had or the conversation I had with the uh, the uh, layout artist of the of this particular book. Um, I made a one little slight mistake, which I, I mean, it was honest a mistake. But uh, uh, Chris Cross, who is the layout artist of this, um, Nicholas um, Dapper Ivory, he's the concept artist of this as well. So I like to clear that up there. Um, but um. Yeah, the Static Shock's artwork was amazing. the The writer uh, Vita did a well smashed up job with this. This is a really good um, creative team behind this book. Um, I can, I can, I'm, I'm excited to see what else is going on in issue two, or excuse me, issue three that comes out within. I think this is like a biweekly or a monthly. Yeah, I think so. So you bought the print version, right? Yes. So I think it was already released digitally several months ago, and then now it's coming to print. I don't know, you know, as far as the bi-weekly, and I hope, you know, they're calling them seasoned. I'm really, really hoping that they do more. But let me ask you this. There was a character named Curtis that was listed um, in there that was mentioned in there. Do you know anything about him, Dr. Metcalf? No, I don't. I, not not, not entirely remember him all right so the interesting thing for him remember i said i've got my all of my hardware out oh okay okay so he's he is the main okay he is hardware okay. yes he is the quote-unquote iron man of this universe that's pretty cool because i i thought that's pretty cool how they just shared how they just dropped those you know that shared universe into there um because i did catch icon being mentioned in the second issue of static yes and i did catch that so that's really cool that's, that, i like how they, they're in, interweaving these books 
like that. So do you mind if I go and give, just for anyone listening who may not be familiar with Milestone and is wondering, oh, what in the heck are they talking about, kind of give you just like the Reader's Digest version of what Milestone Comics was back in the day? Yeah, man, go ahead. Knock it up. Awesome. Awesome. So for, for Milestone Media was a company created by mostly African-American creators, and the books were published between 1993 and 1997. They were published through DC Comics. However, the creators retained the rights to the characters, and they were not under DC's editorial control. DC only had the right to refuse publishing anything that they objected to. However, beyond that, the, the creators had their own you know, complete, complete control. The first four titles that were printed or published were Static, Icon, Hardware, and Blood Syndicate, which I would like to talk about in just a minute. They did add additional titles before they ceased publication, one called Shadow Cabinet, the other one called Zombie, and a final called Cobalt. There was another one called Heroes that started, but only lasted about two to three issues before publishing ceased. They did cease in 1997 for their comic book division. However, they still stayed as a um, media company, creating, of course, the static shot that introduced you to static. In 2008, DC Comics announced the Milestone characters would be merged into DC proper and had Static, Icon, and Rocket appearing in Young Justice and the Shadow Cabinet appearing in the Justice League of America comic book. Then Static was included as part of the initial launch of the New 52, but by 2015, DC had announced the creation of Earth-M, which would be home to the Milestone characters we didn't get this until Milestone Returns, a digital-only zero edition, in September 2020 because of a lawsuit filed by the widow of the late, great Dwayne McDuffie. So there were some legal ramblings there that delayed it about two years. But here we are, 2021, and we're talking about Milestone Comics, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Awesome. I love that little brief little history of that man um because i didn't i was wondering whatever happened like what happened with um with static shock and like certain because it only like it only had the the uh animated series and then didn't he see him i didn't see him in anything up until justice league unlimited in one or two episodes i think when they were like went into the future or something like that um and he was like older but um yeah, but that right there, that's amazing uh, And see, what's so cool for me is you learned him, you met him in that Static Shock series, but see, to me, he's static, and to you, he's Static Shock, right? Static Shock, yeah. Like, <laughs> because that was, and the, the whole jacket and the, you know, the yellow jacket, I mean, the blue jacket with the yellow lightning on it and all of that, that came about in that cartoon the original version he literally had on nothing but this black skin tight i guess leotard if you want to call it that or some kind of black you know no pockets just 
nothing but a black silhouette suit with a Malcolm X hat on. That was the original. Oh, oh and um, some, something on his arms that looked sort of like a double version of the Black Widow's widow stain thing but that was his original costume wow i think i remember seeing that at, at the um at the Fable comic con i went to um back in june uh i remember seeing that that particular cover at a vendor's um, um bookshelf uh so that yeah you that sounds about right right there <laughs> but yeah i it took me a minute to get the shock part out of my mind as I'm looking at the title because every time I'm saying Static Shock because that's what I, I remember as is that character be on an animated series. But um, it, it makes me wonder, why did... I guess that's just, I guess, Hollywood, I guess, kind of a thing. Just trying to give them more than what it already needs, I guess. I don't know. Well, and, and plus they had their... Um, well, look at it this way. that You know, they had the cartoon and it had his uh theme song that was you know kind of upbeat yeah. and whatever so you know they kept if it hadn't have been for static shock you wouldn't probably still have that interest because that introduced those characters to more and more people as opposed to fading into obscurity yeah okay yeah that's about right So let me ask you this. I keep mentioning Blood Syndicate. What do you know about Blood Syndicate? Very little. Very little. I I think I may have read a couple of books of um, Blood Syndicate been in there. I can't tell you which one it was exactly. Um, But um, very, very little. Okay. So, and you know, usually when you think of a team comic book, Tell me what you usually think of as being the premise of a team comic book. Curious. What if I were to ask you, "Hey, Ron, team comic book. What's the premise? What would you say?" Uh, you said teen, like teenager, teen, teen, teen no, like teen, oh, as in several. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, um, different several people, like different people coming to a common, you know. No common threat to um, you know defeat that common threat. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. So they're superheroes, right? Yeah. All right. So instead of superheroes, let's say you've got a team of people who come together for a common reason, except they're a member of a gang. Blood Syndicate. Okay. That was the premise. They were some of the people who had gained powers because of this Big Bang event, but they were beforehand members of a blood syndicate game, sort of like the Bloods and the Crips from the... Think about it. Let's go back to the early 90s and what was, you know, prevalent then, and that was gang violence, et cetera, and so forth. Well, hence blood syndicate. Hmm. Okay. All right, that is definitely a that's a different take on team exactly. Team but yeah. but again, just another example of this not being your traditional what we've always seen comic book universe. Right, right. Hmm. And they didn't go do good things. I mean, that's you know this that the character Holocaust that you saw in the I think the second issue of Static. Right, yeah. Was a member of, uh, that's where he got his start. He was a member of the Blood Syndicate. 
there's not many books that I can think of that have that kind of that that take on that kind of thing where it's about the villains doing bad things versus to like villains trying to do good things but don't really work out. That's what you normally you see like in Marvel or DC stuff is th- those types of books. If there is like a villain type like Suicide Squad or Thunderbolts or um, you know those types of stories, but you're looking at as you're saying uh, villains doing bad things. <laughs> and and what was cool about this book that I liked was you had some people who did very, very bad things, Holocaust being one of them. But I remember there were some of the members that were there because of circumstances. Mm. And they I'm not saying they didn't do bad things, but they wrestled with doing bad things. And isn't that just like I would imagine anything is in real life? Is you've got some people who do bad things for bad thing for for the reason of being bad, and then you've got some people who may regret the things that they do, but think they have to do it because of circumstances. Right. Uh, of course. Yeah. That brings a whole do- new dynamic to that type of story. When is that coming out? I don't if, know if they. I haven't heard that they're they going to redo that. You hmm. know that that is the one property that hasn't seen much of you know you've seen like i said holocaust but you've i've never seen any resurgent of the blood syndicate you know i've I've, i think they just kind of maybe don't fit in today's society as well Mm. well i i guess i guess maybe having him show up in the second issue of static maybe shows good faith that they might actually do a blood syndicate comic, maybe, maybe so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I remember. I, I got. I, I got to say this real quick before we move on. Yeah. There was one character that I remember visually because of what she was. But she, when the Big Bang happened, she I think fell into a like blasted and hit up next to a brick wall. And her body became brick, and her name was Brickwall. <laughs> and that was, you know, she was think of the thing, but made out of red bricks. And there was another one. One of them had a dog, and the dog was mutated to actually have human intelligence. Huh. So well, I mean, you know, very very interesting, interesting set of characters. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. How about Icon and Rocket? Um, definitely interesting take. It it was a slow. It's got a bit of a slow burn. It seems. Uh, it's like it's definitely gonna. It's you know. It's gonna take you on a bit of a ride. You know, before things really start to pop off. Um, but I guess how do you, uh, how did you feel about Icon and Rocket number one? Loved it. Totally, a hundred percent loved it. But if I were to tell you. Which were my two favorite stories? Now, get, don't get me wrong. I love Blood Syndicate because I was just talking about it. But Icon and Static were my two favorite books. Those were the ones that I think I enjoyed reading the most. Static because he was the first one that they did. And mm-hmm. Icon and Rocket, I just liked the dynamic. Okay. Now, was was Rocket ever part of the original story? Or yes. is that something? Yes. Oh, she was. Okay. Yes. yes. It was always... Icon was the name of the title, you know, the title of the book. Okay. But uh, she, 
again, whenever I say you read static number one, you read mm. icon number one. Same, oh, wow. same, same premise. Same premise. Same premise. Okay. I like that. I like how they didn't, I guess, knowing that Milestone has been away from people, from the public eye, and what better way to just basically take something back in the day and just like hey this is this is what it's all about basically versus just starting like a whole complete clean slate is still able to bring in the people who used to read it you know and just give them something a whole new refresh i guess is being brought to them in a new way i guess a new coat um, of paint on the same building right maybe renovated right. renovated renovated to like to the teat, like a five star renovation. None of that, you know, that cheap kind of, you know, renovation. This is like full on, full deck, something you might see on HGTV kind of <laughs> renovation, you know. So let me ask you a question. So the premise here is, you know, we're in 2020 and we are seeing a group of kids or a group of young people, a group of people actually, at a protest. And the police come in and there's an altercation with the police. The police use this substance to gas the audience or gas the protesters, and it's something untested, and it mutates these people. What did you think of the premise of this way that they explained how these characters receive their powers? What were your thoughts? My thought of it... I- well, for, for one, I like how Vita actually uses real life situations and in, in bring it into this comic book. Um, especially ba- what we had gone through last year. It, I think this, this story needed to be told in a, in, a, in a way to not only, you know, give you something like an eye opener of, you know, real life things that we go through, but also give you a little bit of that superhero type feel as well. It's realistic, but also, like I said, just giving you um, that superhero um, feel to it. Because some superheroes, when they get their superpowers, they, you know, automatically think either, A, I'm going to, you know, I'm meant to be a superhero or, you know, I'm going to use this to become famous, whatever. These are kids, you know, getting, you know, exposed to something they did not ask to be exposed to. And their whole lives are changed. They, you know, they don't know what's going on with them. You know, they don't know how to react to this. To actually, it's like I said, it's very authentic seeing how um, Virgil is handling, you know, that what happened to him during that protest and for i guess having that you know police officers responding in a way it like i said it's just it's not that it's not entirely shocking but um but haven't we seen um police officers law enforcement use extreme forces to a peaceful protest before oh absolutely Oh, you know, and I'm I'm not going to say, and you know, I don't want to be political or anything like that, 
But mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that that's not happened. But who's to say we don't know that that has not happened? Right. Because, you know, let's just be frank here. Whether, you know, regardless of what side of the aisle anybody is on, unfortunately, politics is in a way to where you produce, Mr. Stevens, a weapon or a a chemical that you sell, you have donated Mm -hmm. to my campaign, regardless of what side of the aisle I'm on, and my party Mm -hmm. just happens to be in power. So I feel obligated, since you're helping promote me and get me reelected that I'm going to use chemical R that you created and go and, you know, use that instead of um, the mace spray that they, you know, the pepper spray that they usually use because you're my supporter. You're my, you're banking my reelection. You see where I'm going with that? So who's yeah. to say that that hasn't happened in real life? It's true. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure tear gas has been used in a peaceful protest. I'm oh, absolutely, almost certain that that has has happened in the past. And that's I, you can that could be that is I will say the equivalent to what you see, what you're reading in static, um, shock or static in number one, um, versus you know getting your eyes burned out. You're they're getting these. Their bodies are being mutated into giving these superpowers, um, or as they called, um, uh, boomer babies, bang babies, so, uh, bang babies. So, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's very, it's not as shocking as sad as that sound. That is like, is that's what we have, what we experienced in a way, um, in real life. So let and, me ask you this. Do you think in the early 90s that they had a protest and that was the story, or do you think it was something different? Um, I want to say, I'm, I want to say it was about the same, uh, honestly. Maybe? Well, was well, that the it, same premises? It, same premise? it was almost the same premise, except for instead of it being a protest, it was a right to rival gang war and the police were sent in to stop the gang war and the um virgil got caught in the you know like there there were people that got caught in the crossfire collateral damage was was one yes but it was a gang war as opposed to a protest Hmm. but it was still people come in use an untested by alva industries an untested chemical and the chemical does so all of that is the exact same the other is, you know, it was a gang war. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, that's still a good story. Um, it definitely, like, it definitely relates to the time that we're dealing with right now. Um, so I, I, like I said, I applaud uh, Vita for actually putting that out there, and like, it, it just out there in front of you. It, it's like I said, it makes it realistic and how giving you practical you're getting practical and science fiction all at once in that in this story which i kind of thought that was pretty cool well speaking of science fiction because i kind of took you away from your question about icon and rocket but you said it was a slow burn i'm curious as to what you thought was slow in the burn is um 
I guess it's, I would say it's a, lot, it's a slower pace than Static Shock was because there's a lot of, you know, panel to panel to panel moments. So it's pretty like a quick read, I would say. Um, the story, I would say the story in Icon, I guess you can kind of like some read stories, you can probably catch on what they're going to do in the story. But Icon, it kind of, like I said, is basically just an introduction to these two characters um, but you're not, you didn't necessarily get the full broad picture of what, what is to come, I guess, is, I guess what I'm getting to. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if I go, f- if I go back and I try to imagine in your shoes, not knowing what I know, then I'm sitting there thinking, Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure where it goes. So, so yeah, I, I can definitely see why you're thinking that. I don't have that luxury, and I, whenever I'm thinking about how you're saying slow burn, because I know what they've become. And right, you know what's going on. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, um, man, don't get me wrong. I'm interested. I, because I, I don't mind. I, I appreciate slow burn type stories. I'm a fan of Jonathan Hickman, who is like the master of slow burn stories, but um. Uh, this right here, like I said, is I, I can appreciate it, and I'm in, I'm invested in it, and like to see where it's like where where it takes me, and I'm pretty sure you're you're telling me that it's it's, it's quite the ride. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I you know I hate seeing him referred to as a ripoff Superman because mm-hmm. I don't think of it as such because. Yes, there are elements that that are Superman-ish, but if you really think about the Superman story, it is a ripoff from the story of Moses from the Bible. You know, a baby. Oh, wow. Yeah, think, think, think about, about it. It is yeah. a ba- a baby found by parents that adopt him, and he is found alone because of whatever he's been sent out into his own protection. That if that is not the story of Moses, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spot. I did not think about that until now. You know, so yeah, I, wow. when people say that Icon is a ripoff of Superman, then I want to say, okay, well, Superman well, is a ripoff, a ripoff of off Moses. Of Moses, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. Balls in your court now. <laughs> exactly. Where are you going to go with that one? But but I, I, I don't know. I just loved their dynamic i don't remember now did you get the feeling that she was the reincarnation of someone he once knew yeah like they have met before yeah i I don't know if i remember that from the original i'm not saying that's not in it but i don't remember that it may have been that that she reminded him or she was a descendant or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be I just don't remember that. That one kind of felt new to me. But again, it's probably been 20 years since I've gone back and picked up these comics. Hmm. Yeah. That, man. Yeah. That, like I said, I, I'm I'm so excited to see what this what Icon and Rocket. And you know what I like about this is that even though yeah she calls herself like maybe being his sidekick. I don't get that feeling like she's like a psychic in this story. I don't mm. know. She doesn't seem like it's like she is like almost like his equal almost in a, in a sense. And 
that presence that she has get, makes her seem like his equal. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, you know, I don't know how long they will last, but I will say that, hmm, how do I want to say this? There's, and, and this isn't a bad thing, I'll put it that way, but there is mm-hmm. more than one rocket. Oh, okay. Okay. In the original run. And if it doesn't, you know, if we're if we're talking about this a year from now and they don't have any more than, say, two seasons and they don't address it, go back and ask me, hey, what did you mean by there was two rockets? And I'll tell you. Okay. I got you. Okay. All right. Definitely, <laughs> definitely invest it now to see what's going on with this. So, so let me ask you, I know, I don't know I keep saying this, but let me ask you a question. But let me ask you, I told you the perspective from a white guy reading comics, but from you as a black guy reading comics, what does reading Milestone, what did it, with today having so much more diversity, did it feel different from you or did, what was your thoughts? It definitely felt different. The one thing I liked about this is that it is the best rep- representation of black people I've seen in comic books ever uh, honestly i don't think i've seen i mean i'm pretty sure there may be other represent, uh, good representation but this one right here what i'm reading right now is probably the best reputation i've seen so far and i had to applaud milestones everybody who's doing these books right now i had to applaud them from doing that i appreciate dc taking the time to actually doing this and you know putting in people of color behind these books to do characters of people of color mm-hmm. I, I i do appreciate them doing that granted that's not a jab at marvel what they doing i think they are doing a good job they can do more honestly but this right here is like standing applause bravo like this this may be like i said i almost have turned my back on dc and like just like i'm good i'm I'm not reading any more dc books this right here may be keeping me on to dc just like i said this is like the best representation of black people you're giving such a good compelling stories with these books um I'm willing to give out. I'm willing to give hard hardware a, a try too. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, now whenever I say he wasn't my favorite, it wasn't right. because of the character. Right, it was right. just I. Th- I wasn't an Iron Man fan, so therefore, right. by default, I wasn't as big a fan as Hardware. But I will tell you, I liked Hardware better than Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm really give it. I really give hardware a try. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like it. That's not you know, but you know that's just. But it's I don't know what to expect from it. But well, I will tell you this: you already probably like Curtis Metcalf from uh, reading about reading uh, having Virgil call him in yeah, the series. I, that will, those couple of panels, I really enjoyed that, that dialogue that they had. I thought that was pretty cool. I I, def, I definitely enjoyed that. So that. Uh, I'm that panel right there has got me interested in reading hardware. Awesome. For sure. For sure. Um, so where, I guess, I guess what would you like to see 
milestone do um, with their comic books? Like, do you feel like they, I guess, wherever they left off from the original, and do you, uh, I guess, wherever they left off from the original and where they are right now, what do you expect or what would you like to see happen in these books? Whatever they want to do. Mm. Seriously. I okay. don't, you know, I, it doesn't, you don't have to appease me as the 1990s person because for the most part, now, yes, that DC is releasing them digitally on their DC Unlimited app. And, you know, you can go and read the original runs if you've got the DC uh, Unlimited app. That being said, for 30 years, however long it was, 25, whatever, if you didn't go pull Milestone out of a comic box you had or whatever, you didn't read them, so you weren't exposed to them. I've not read these stories in so long that reading them again would literally be brand new to me. But as far as from a person who wants these stories out there, even if you devote them to only digital first and that's all you do, these characters, I think, deserve to be something. Whatever that something is, they deserve more than just an occasional comic book. I mean, an occasional cartoon now and then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I expect, man, like I said, I expect, I would love to see a live action version of Static. I would like to, I would like to see a live a live action version of um, Icon, but like I said, th- these books, oh man, like I had so much fun with the, reading these things. And okay, like so said, let I me just, say this: after you said the live version, unless yeah. they are done on maybe Disney, uh, not Disney Plus, uh, HBO Max, if they're going to the big screen, I hope it's to after somewhere in the what if. Uh, future where Marvel Studios buys DC (laughs) (laughs) because I'm sorry other than small screen they really don't have a good track record with big screen Hmm. yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) to be honest no yeah you're right DC ah, uh, yeah okay let me just say one let me let me sum it up in one word steel (laughs) <laughs> need yeah. i say more <laughs> nope <laughs> oh gosh yeah yeah you're right on that one <laughs> um but like they do deserve a better they deserve a, a lot bigger platform of what they got right now um because these are very intriguing stories very in even more intriguing characters that they 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 presented to us, and um, like I said, they deserve they deserve a bigger spotlight than what they're getting right now. Um, now, what WB and DC do with each other? I mean, I think maybe DC may want to cut their losses with them, and you know, look into I don't know maybe Disney or whoever, but you know. Yeah, I I expect that would be kind of cool, honestly, for DC to pick up or Disney to pick up DC. It really kind of would. I mean, I love the competition between the two. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know, 
just look at the wonderful universe that Marvel has built versus the other. Yeah. And it was, it it was back in 2015 or 2014 when they started it, when WB started the DCEU, I was like, okay, all right, finally, they're, they're finally starting to, you know, compete with, with uh, Marvel studios and, Two to three years later, it started end up being like a one-sided battle, and, and and here we are today, and it's you know it is what it is now. But um, so so let me ask you one, and I know again, keep jumping in, but let no, me no, no. ask your opinion here. Now that you've met Static in the comics, mm-hmm. would it be a safe assumption for me to say, or safe guess to say that were there no static in the early 90s there possibly might not have been a miles morales in the early 2000s you read my mind or the or, or 2010 <laughs> or whenever he was created. no you you seriously read my mind i, I was wondering because it because my one question i had for you was who had the more the most compelling story miles morales or virgil hawkins um ah oh man i don't hmm they, they're strong enough I, I, to answer your question. They are strong enough. They characters. are strong enough to stand on their own. They are. But, yeah. but I think having whether people remembered Virgil or not, the fact that the medium had seen Virgil and Virgil last well past twenty five issues, you know, I think it was in his forties when. Um, the um, milestone quit publishing and it wasn't that it got canceled the line got canceled so uh having seen that and seeing static come back over and over i think subconsciously if not consciously helped pave the way for someone to say at marvel yes brian michael bendis you can we're gonna let you create a new spider-man and yes he can be multiracial mm-hmm yeah, I, I th- it's not. I was. I guess it, I would not shy away to say no. That he that static paved the way for Miles Morales Spider Man to to exist. I wouldn't say that because like, but going back to what you're saying that those two characters are strong enough to stand on their own. Um, I don't know if we would have gotten Miles Morales if Virgil or Static ever ever came to be um i would probably say it probably would take it longer i'll probably say that i wouldn't i, I don't i get, yeah i would say that it probably would have taken longer for miles rouse to come up versus to him just not showing up at all um but uh, he Indeed. i would say yeah for sure yeah i would definitely say for sure he, static has some influence in that for sure awesome but yeah, what story? I guess which character do you think was more compelling? I guess uh, Static or Miles Morales Spider Man. Both captured my attention in different ways. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. The only reason I can't answer that is because they didn't come out at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I was equally interested in them at different points in my life. So, no, I get that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's fair. Now, if you were right. to say, you know, which one, I don't know who else I could compare, but but no, between those two, um, different but equal. 
Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Um, yeah, this was an awesome talk. I was not expecting it to go as long as I, it did, but, man, I, I was, I was, this was a really when fun When I told topic. you I love Milestone Media, I, I was being truthful. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, this was awesome talk. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm thoroughly enjoying Milestone Comics and their return um, and with DC, uh, yeah, I am excited about it, man. I can't wait to see what, where they take it, and they can do whatever they want. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in for sure. So they awesome. right now, yeah. So right now, they give they're getting an A plus for me right now. Good, 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 good. And again, you know, for anyone listening, if you do have the DC Unlimited app, go out and search for Icon, the Milestone Books, because even Blood Blood Syndicate, they are all on the DC Unlimited app. They're releasing those new every week. So check them out because they are, again, quite good. Yes, 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 indeed. Get on that. And I think uh, DC Unlimited right now, I think they are pretty affordable for a monthly monthly subscription. So, yeah, get on that. While while you still can, while supplies last, <laughs> while supplies last, yeah. <laughs> but um, ah man, this was fun, Kyle. Man, this was awesome, awesome talk, man. Um, so what you got going on? What what's what's going on your on your end? Well, you know, for anyone listening, if you are a fan of Doctor Who, and you know who isn't, because if you aren't, you <laughs> need to be. So, hint hint, Ron Stevens, but um. <laughs> Go out and check out our Discussing Who podcast. We are slowly marching toward episode 250 of Discussing Who. Absolutely can't wait. So we're at 245 now, and so we're five away from 250. And I'm sure we will be talking about the news that we will be getting a new doctor soon. So uh, Doctor Who fans, go check out DiscussingWho.com. Yes, yes. And, of course, guys, check out Discussing Network where you can catch uh, Doctor Who, like he said, and also our other fellow podcasters on there as well. Um, look, we are so happy you guys were able to come onto this and listen to this out. And if you are made it this far, that means you love hearing us babble about comic books. And we appreciate you for that. And uh, as always, guys, click that like button. Hit subscribe so you can catch on on every other episode. And uh, we appreciate you for listening. And uh, catch you next time. Peace.